welcome to the Living on the B-Side podcast, a show that is all about music, people, and their music-related stories. In each episode, I showcase the power of music, why we love it, the experiences around it, and how music can reach our life in so many ways. Come and join me, your host, Birgit, and my guests from all walks of life for conversations about songs and artists from different genres of music, what impact they have in our lives, and what we have learned with and through it. I can't wait to take you on this musical journey with me. Hey, welcome B-Siders to a new episode. I'm glad you're here. And today we have the wonderful Dr. Melissa Corley-Carter in the B-Side hot seat. And she will obviously talk about music and she has some really cool stuff to share. But before we dive into that, I would love to introduce her to you a little bit more. And I'm going to look at my notes because there's some cool stuff that I want to get right. So she calls herself the barefoot dancing rocket scientist. Awesome. She is an actual rocket scientist. Um, Seven continent marathoner. Astronaut reject. Boo. That's not right. Speaker and award-winning author and also a certified professional coach now she has written a book in 2021 it's a coffee table book called running the world marathon memoirs from the seven continents and as far as i understand this it's it was a two-sided thing for her it was an outer journey obviously the experience the seven continents but also an inner journey digesting a lot that happened in her life and you know digesting reflecting and then putting that into a more powerful purpose which i'm sure melissa will fill in any gaps and blanks on that shortly welcome melissa thank you so much for being here today thank you so much for having me we it's a pleasure to be here i really appreciate it thank you yeah i'm, I'm excited for this chat it's going to be really really cool I know your your intro was uh, probably a little bit longer than usual but there's so many cool things that you have done in your life and I mean, the first thing I do have to kind of ask you is astronaut reject. What was that all about? <laughs> Please share. It's not like well, every day you get to talk to someone that did that. So give us a bit of a background <laughs> what happened. Well, you know, interestingly enough, it's going gonna, it's gonna to play into the music side of what we talk about. But I yeah. actually spent 20 years wanting to be an astronaut, you know, from the time I was in fifth grade. And, you know, I know lots of people grow up wanting to be astronauts, but I never got over it. Right. So so I worked for it for 20 years. I studied all the math and science, got a bunch of engineering degrees, got a Ph.D. in astronautical engineering. So hence the rocket science piece. And uh, but I had always had bad eyesight. uh, And eventually I knew that they would start to accept eye surgery. And they did. They started accepting uh, eye surgery for people who were applying and I got LASIK and so I had 20-20 vision for the first time so for, I was actually eventually actually qualified to apply and in 2012 mm-hmm. there was a class that uh, a class opening and they were asking for applications so it was the first time I was qualified to apply I put in my application so excited it was a whole process our song will get you know involved in the mix but uh, what happened was actually I, I was in the Air Force at the time I still am as a reservist, but I was active duty. And so I had to apply through the Air Force first. And they selected me to go forward uh, to NASA. And then NASA actually medically disqualified me for my pre-LASIK eyesight. So my eyesight before I got eye surgery was so bad that I was disqualified anyway. So I uh, never, so it was just, it was a dark night of the soul for me. Uh, but so mm-hmm. so it's it's funny because looking back on it, that was uh 
11 years ago now. So it has been quite a recovery journey, but I've actually gotten to the point where, yeah, I, I actually kind of capitalize on the astronaut reject piece because it's it was such a central dream for me. And I just really want to communicate, even in just kind of approaching it a little bit comically, that sometimes our our deepest pains can actually be our biggest awakenings and and can actually really be the greatest gifts in our lives. And I look back on it now as such a huge gift. It took me a long time to get there. I will not lie. But but it has become such a gift uh, that I just want to communicate that it's that actually when our dreams are shattered, they are really just awakening us to a higher purpose. So that's kind of where I go with that. Nice. I'm I'm so glad you were able to turn that around eventually. <laughs> and <laughs> the thing that, that 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 strikes me or just came um I thought about when you shared that was you did say it took you a little bit longer, but does that really matter? Sometimes some people they do it in a shorter time period, other people mm-hmm. need a bit longer, but that's okay, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. It's all part of the journey. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think time first time is relative. We made up time as a as a concept, right? If you think yeah. about it, there's eons and eons to the earth, you know, our our lives are such a blink of an eye. So we think, oh, it took me, you know, 7 years to get over that. Okay, 7 years is actually not not very long. Uh so when you when you think about it and and I think everything really does happen for a reason. It takes mm. it it can take time to process things and and it's also layers upon layers. It's not like Mm. one and done like you okay you get over it in one night or you just wake up one morning and you're better you know, sometimes yeah. sometimes it feels like that but what i have found is is there will be mornings i wake up and i'm like okay i'm totally over it i'm fine now and then something will happen and and kind of plunges you back into that experience so it's mm-hmm. it's more of a spiral development as it were you you go through the process so many different times waking up different parts of you that maybe have uh, we're, we're kind of buried for a while while you were processing in the background. I, I feel like for me, I have done a lot of processing in the background. Life was going on as normal and it felt normal and probably looked normal to the outside world. But but sometimes we actually sort of hide something until our bodies and nervous systems, I've actually done a lot of nervous system learning in the past couple of years, until our nervous systems are actually ready to handle it. Uh, and, and that's a protection mechanism that is, mm-hmm. I think, quite helpful. So, yeah. uh, you know, you, you do have to be ready. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously we've hinted at it and I want to bring the music piece in now, um, which people would probably laugh when they hear that the song that kind of relates to this whole journey of NASA and the astronaut rejected, et cetera, share with us the song that kind of sort of helped you along this journey to <laughs> digest everything that's been going on from that mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah, so the song is called "Where My Heart Will Take Me," and it's uh, it's by Russell Watson, but it's probably more famously known as the theme song for the TV show Star Trek Enterprise. So I grew up as a humongous Star Trek fan. Incidentally, I had I never watched Enterprise when it first came out. I uh, actually I had just not gotten into it. I was doing other things, and and I knew that there was this song with words that was the intro, and I just I thought that was really dumb. I was like, seriously, we're gonna make a Star Trek series that has a song with words, like a pop song or whatever, as as the intro. That's dumb. <laughs> and so yes, little prejudice. But but incidentally, actually, right about the time it was, it would have been around September of 2011, actually, when uh, the astronaut call came out that there was going to be a, a class. 
I had actually just seen the first couple episodes with a friend um, who swore by Enterprise. He's like, don't worry about the song. You're, you're going to start to love it. Just just watch the show. And so we had watched a couple episodes and I heard the astronaut thing, the call come out. And then the next episode I saw, I listened to the words of the song and I was like, oh my gosh, this is my applying to be an astronaut song. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. So, you know, flipped the switch, absolutely adored it, and actually raced through all four seasons of Enterprise in probably a month, like before binge watching was a thing. I actually did it. So <laughs> anyway, uh, there... The, just the words, it was it was just amazing. It was really about, it's been a long road getting from there to here. You know, it's been a long time, but my time is mm -hmm. finally near. And it, even like, and I'll see my dream come alive at last. I will touch the sky. And so I'm I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. This is my song. So yeah. I listened to it over and over and over and over and over again. And, and you know, like every day and, and just felt the applying to be an astronaut vibes. It was really cool. But the funny thing <laughs> is, um, and from from what I understand is it wasn't just for that particular moment. That song kind of followed you for some reason. It kept kind of popping its head up mm -hmm. saying, here I am, listen to me. It did. Yeah. It did. Share a bit about that for us. Yes. So so incidentally, so as my applying to be an astronaut theme, when I got the rejection notice and and just, you know, my life turned upside down, I actually had to stop listening to it. I I just couldn't mm -hmm. listen to it anymore because it had had been it just didn't feel true anymore. You know, it was I felt shattered. I actually put all of I mean I had the where the way I had my apartment set up at the time, I had all my Star Trek DVDs like right by my TV in my little living room and I put them all in a closet because every time I looked at them I would just start mm -hmm. crying and and you know it because it all just made everything so true and real. Mm -hmm. So I I did stop listening to my song and and stopped all that for a while while I sort of, you know, first of all, just had no idea what to do with my life and and had no idea who I was. I had wrapped so much of my identity around becoming an astronaut and told everyone I'd ever met that that, mm -hmm. you know, I was gonna do that and that they and everyone had said they could absolutely see me doing it. So anyway, just couldn't couldn't handle it. But incidentally, Basically, like years later, I don't think it took me years to listen to it again, but but there were later times in my life as I was recovering and as I was finding new things that actually really inspired me and were actually more my purpose. And I'll share a little bit more about that in a little bit. But uh, as I as I was discovering sort of a new me and a new path, as I listened to the words again, I... I just had these huge epiphany moments of, oh my gosh, this song is even more true today. You know, it's been a long road getting from there to here. Okay, now now it's been the the road to really finding my true self and my true dreams. And 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 it felt like it, you know every year, you know, when I was at a new stage in my business or my life, I'd listen to it again and think, oh my gosh, I didn't think this song could be even more true, but now it is again. Now it is again, and now it is again. So it has really kind of become the theme song of my life. Even even today, looking at the words again, it's it's like wow. That was it felt like it was about being an astronaut then. Now it's about just being the human I was born to be, and it is so cool. And yeah, touching the sky for me now means something completely different. Mm -hmm. uh, really, because because I think what I what I have learned from this whole process is really asking yourself what you. Want. If you're setting a big goal for yourself, what is it you want in that goal? Not the thing itself, but the thing behind the thing. I call it the goal behind the goal. Mm -hmm. And and for me, what I have discovered is that I I my original astronaut dream came from 
really a, an instinctive knowing of my spiritual connection with the universe. So Ooh. constantly always connected to the universe, I get mm. to be one with the cosmos in every moment and touch the sky in every moment. Mm. Uh, and, and it also came, I think, from a, a, a desire to inspire people to greatness, the way that yeah. astronauts had always inspired me. And then finally, from the vision of a unified and harmonious world, which, you know, astronauts mm -hmm. would always say, you go up into space and look down on the earth and you can't see borders from, you know, with countries. It's all just this stuff we made up. And so really mm -hmm. just this, this vision of, of oneness mm -hmm. is so important to me. And those things I get to do every day and yeah. just being me and the work that I do. It's, it's, so it's, it's truly been amazing and quite a journey. And it's it's incredible how this one song kind of stayed as a constant, but yes, there were little nuances on how you mm -hmm. perceived it and how it was received yes. or what, how, what the message you tried to deliver. So I think that's mm -hmm. that's just you know gives me goosebumps. It's just so incredible <laughs> that you start off the here and then you go to here and. Still the same song, but completely different. That's just amazing. Yes. I love that. Yes, I love it. I love it. Yes, and music music is really amazing for that. Yeah, you know, for just the you can find so many meanings in it, and mm. and it can be your friend through time. Even the same song that means something different and evolves as you evolve. So it's yes. it's really powerful. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I kind of loved when when you know we sort of first connected and then and had a chat and everything. That's why I loved it. I thought this is such an incredible journey that you've been through, not just a NASA mm -hmm. bit, but doing the marathon mm -hmm. on seven continents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering with that, mm -hmm. having that marathon done, that's mm -hmm. obviously in itself is huge. I mean, not everyone mm -hmm. does that. Mm -hmm. Did, did that song maybe play a part in your preparation? sort of mentally to get you there or, or how did you sort of apart obviously from the physical exercise and everything mm -hmm. mentally mm -hmm. was music a part that helped you prepare for this, this it was journey? it was it was I now I I actually don't listen to music when I run a lot of people do but that for me I like to hear the the sounds of nature the music of mm -hmm. nature so I listen to you know just my breathing and what's going on around me That's but enough. but I actually <laughs> But I did make running playlists. So I had I actually had some CD collections at the time. I know nobody uses CDs anymore, but I did. It's, I do. <laughs> okay, good. I do too. <laughs> but uh, I but I, one of the things one of the things I've actually loved doing over my whole life is is pulling playlists together and and making CDs of of just you know favorite songs, collections of songs. And so I actually had some running playlists that had motivating songs and you know upbeat kind of ones. And and so I would listen to them you know while I was driving to work or something like that. So I I had songs in my head and kind of in my spirit as as I was running. And there so that was that was a lot of fun. And actually these days I'm I'm doing that more too just because there's there's lots of music that has a really good beat for running for for the cadence of running. So again mm -hmm. I don't listen to music when I run but I I'll kind of hear songs in my head uh as a, as mm -hmm. I do it. So so that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah that's... that was and actually yeah, go so on. I'll just say I'll just say one more thing about the marathons. It was it was cool because I actually the same year that I was rejected from the astronaut program was the year that I finished the seven continents. Um, so I actually found out about the astronaut thing about six weeks before my second to last marathon. So I did my last two marathons in the same year, and and so that was actually really amazing timing. It was sort of like two huge milestones ending in the same year in different ways, like one 
uber successful and the other one ostensibly not so successful but again in the end became successful uh yeah, but, yeah. but it was <laughs> but it was perfectly timed even with the those two marathons i did that year there were a little bit more in the sort of mysterious esoteric you know locations mm. in the world and the last one was with the solar eclipse which is all about alignment and so this wow. is sort of like this awakening me to more alignment in my life so mm -hmm. so yeah everything all has you know was in, entwined they they were had yeah. absolutely so much to do with each other it was really cool incredible amazing do you think the universe has music mm, there is mm -hmm. music absolutely. in the universe yes yes absolutely the, you know actually it's crazy you know the, when you know, we have this word om you know at, at different mm -hmm. frequencies they say that the the vedics the original you know people who kind of listened to the universe actually things like om and the mantras and things like that came from listening to the music of the universe that that these people could actually hear the songs of the planets you know each planet actually has its own natural frequency uh, earth has a natural frequency venus has a natural frequency all the all the planets have their own natural frequencies and and sounds uh so there there are there is music just radiating around in space you know and and cool. you can hear it <laughs> it's not going to be really something amazing. like you know the star trek song or like right. let's say right. playing or any sort of right. rap song or something <laughs> can you imagine if you no. have to like venus has this type of song and then you know hmm. Pluto, whatever that song and <laughs> that would but, be know, a fun it, thing to do though assign it would. Like, music to and, the different planets uh -huh. <laughs> well, and incidentally, that's what Holtz did, right? The the planets, like there is a um, Holtz, the composer, has a suite uh, called called the planets, and it's funny when you listen to it. Uh, actually, like the the Mars suite, you listen, you're like, well, that's totally where the Star Wars soundtrack came from. Uh, and okay. lot, there's there's so many that, and I think the Jupiter one sounds a lot like a lot of old Western soundtracks. Uh, they, the the music of of this 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 planet suite definitely inspired a lot of our modern day musical composers i think so yes Again, but it would it be just, cool to assign a song to each planet yeah like your personal planet song list mm -hmm. That'd mm -hmm. be absolutely awesome. that would be mm. cool next next playlist to do i like it <laughs> please share it with me once you've done it with I everybody <laughs> i'd yes, love to hear that sure. one we should probably all do it that'd be really interesting <laughs> to see what we will come up with right right yes mm. i like it which yeah, it's it's something I think about a lot too. Is like we're such a tiny little piece of the whole universe, and and there's mm -hmm. so many different sounds on Earth. And then obviously, mm -hmm. if you go out away from Earth, there's there's different vibrations and songs and everything. And it just makes you think how small we actually are, and how almost unimportant in the scheme of things. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. for me, it's still kind of mind blowing to think we're only some some small part of something so big so yes and if that doesn't have any form of sound or whatever that would be really strange wouldn't it mm -hmm. so. it would it would yeah that reminds me actually so one of my one of my favorite movies is contact uh with jodie foster and there's uh there's a thing she says at the end that oh my gosh it's amazing she says uh she so she had this amazing inter you know galactic experience and 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 said it it makes you realize how small and insignificant and how rare and precious we all are. And mm -hmm. it was just a beautiful way to sum up kind of those polar opposites that can coexist. You know, we, mm -hmm. the universe is so vast mm -hmm. and, and we're so tiny, but there's only one of every single one of us. There's only one of you. There's only one of me. And, 
And yeah. in this lifetime, this life that we're living is so precious. Uh, yeah. And yet the and the universe is inside of us, you know, it's all around us and it's also inside of mm. us. So I think we are as big as the universe ourselves. And it, yeah. it, so it's super crazy, mind boggling to contemplate, uh, but just super inspiring as well, I think. Yes, I remember one of my um, coaches I had, he, oh, I can't remember how he said it, but um, it, it's kind of stayed with me. He says, you're, you're part of, of, of the universe because you're made out of the same stardust. Yes, yes, absolutely. Something along those lines. I probably got absolutely. it wrong, but it's the meaning no, of him. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to yes. think that we're actually made out of stars. Anyway, that's just mm-hmm. mind-blowing. <laughs> yes, it is. It is, it is. <laughs> Um, yes, let's not get carried away here talking about the universe, although there's, um, I'd love to see um, if aliens or whatever have like their own kind of playlists and music or <laughs> yeah. whatever. That'd be, yep. that'd be if, if we would ever have contact with um, beings from other planets, I, I think probably that'd be something I'd love to sit down and say, well, do you use sound? If so, what right. do you use it for? What does it sound uh-huh. like? <laughs> Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. Now, you obviously, your dream got shattered. Mm -hmm. Um, You got your song where you were able to ugly cry, as we all probably do in our (laughs) life, once or twice at least. Yes. And it followed you through. But now you're at a point where you found your passion, your true passion. Mm -hmm. What is that? And is that song still relevant or has some other kind of music taken over a little bit to um, describe mm. what mm-hmm. you do and why you do mm-hmm. it? Mm. Yes. So so my passion is, is really my mission in life is to shine my light and inspire you to shine yours. So that's the, in the simplest form. That's what it is. So what I what I just love doing is is helping people empower themselves. So I so I'm a self empowerment coach, and and I am super passionate about everyone on this planet, loving themselves and owning how powerful, unique, and awesome they are. I think that is honestly, if every person on this earth felt that about themselves, it would solve every single problem we have in the world right now. So so for me that is that is my call to arms as it were like what I <laughs> what I will bang on about, you know, from the mountaintops for the rest of my life is you again loving yourself and owning how powerful, unique and awesome you are. And so that's that's what I do. I I coach people, I when when I'm speaking, it's something I speak about and it's also just a just an embodiment of the way that I'm being in the world. So it it's it's you know infused in all everything that I write about and talk about and and help people with and and so that is that's really my passion and and I think this song is absolutely still relevant it is still mm-hmm. one of my you know top songs but but there is another song that again an, a song that's always been a part of my life as well that I that I think does it, uh, it describes that as well and it's all fired up by Pat Benatar so I'm a huge, you know, a huge Avengers fan, you know, Love classic rock all the way. Yes. Yes. So it's, you know, all about, uh, you know, I believe there comes a time when everything just falls in line and, you know, the deepest cuts are healed by faith. But also uh, the the part where she says, ain't nobody living in a perfect world. Everybody's out there crying to be heard. Um, and mm. uh, and I got a new fire burning in my heart, lighting up the darkness, moving like a meteorite. And And so I think lighting up the darkness is... That yeah. is is what I think I'm. What I feel like I'm here to do, and mm-hmm. and I think everyone can be a little light. Actually, incidentally, 
one more marathon story. When I was at that last marathon at the Solar Eclipse Marathon, one of the biggest things that I noticed was that so the world goes dark when the moon gets goes in front of the sun and then it literally mm -hmm. tiny tiny sliver it takes this tiny sliver and the whole world lights up like day again so so the idea that it didn't take the whole sun coming back out from behind the moon it was just a tiny sliver makes mm -hmm. me realize that it only takes a tiny sliver of light to transform the darkness and that's again what I am here doing in the world. And I think everyone can be just a tiny little sliver of light and and make a really big difference. So that's that's yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> and that song's pretty good. I like I like that song. Yeah. And just cool. all fired up. I am just yes. fired up to to let's bring go. this message. <laughs> yes, let's go. So yes, yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And is that what you I I would I mean, for me, hearing you talk mm -hmm. about what you now do and mm -hmm. that song, is mm -hmm. that what you would say describes your life and, and or business? I, would I think as much as any one song could, yes. yes. Yeah. It's, I know, <laughs> no. it's hard to just pick yes, one. But, you know. Of course, yes. I, there are so many I love, but, I, but mm. I think so, yes. Yes, really All Fired Up is is probably the the theme song of my business for sure. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Is there? Okay. Let me let me just re rethink this one. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, now you're being a coach. You, you you I would assume you draw a lot on your experience with the marathon and NASA specifically. But where does the barefoot dancing come in? Where's, where's, where's that? Where's that come from? I mean. Well, Yes. So incidentally, actually, the barefooting comes from from the running. I actually, uh, after the first marathon I ran, one, my friends introduced me to the book Born to Run, uh, which mm -hmm. came out in, I think, 2009 or so. And it's all about how we as humans are actually born to run. And and the it's it kind of it didn't launch, but definitely threw into the mainstream, the barefoot running movement. So uh, so when you actually take off your shoes and first of all connect with the earth we there's actually a huge grounding you know that that comes in when you actually put your bare feet on the earth we are mm -hmm. speaking of natural frequencies and and you know even electrical grounding it's actually really healing to be in physical contact with the earth so mm -hmm. uh, but also in when you take off your shoes you actually prompt better running form so there's there's a there's a whole history of of we don't need to get into all of this stuff, but the fancier running shoes have gotten, the more running injuries have increased, actually. So your fancy right. running shoes don't protect you from injury. They actually create more in injuries. So so the we are designed to run naturally. Like our arches are the springs that the our arches are springs, our legs are springs. When you run mm. with with proper form, your legs and your your whole body adapts and cushions you from from the motion uh and mm -hmm. so so put it getting in shoes that prevent your arches from working the way they're designed to work actually weakens them so anyway i got all into the whole barefoot running thing so uh so it so it started as a running thing but but actually you know while i do i i didn't run I, there was one of my marathons where i ran barefoot part of it i didn't run any of them all completely barefoot because uh, i just had not built up to 26 miles the longest i've run barefoot is 10 miles uh but uh but okay. i <laughs> Oh gosh! Um, All right, <laughs> but but I but I still love to do it, and um, 
but it's also just not about running. It's about just that being in touch with the earth and, and mm -hmm. just doing being natural, just so just what whatever it is, whether it's, you know, following your natural gifts, which is, you know, kind of the most the biggest meaning, just following be just being in alignment with mm -hmm. your body harmonizing with the earth, the universe, you know, and, and your inner and outer worlds. That's really what bare, being barefoot is about to me. Um, and then dancing actually, uh, oh, sorry. Let me pause. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the dancing thing actually used to be when when I was in my twenties, I did a lot of uh, social dance. So I was in the swing and country dance club, and in Albu when I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and <laughs> and then did a lot of dancing. Have always, uh, you know, I, I just absolutely loved it. So I I don't do the social dancing as much anymore. But for me, it is a daily dance with the universe. Uh, it is it is just the in in dancing. There's a, a connection. It helps you, you know, sense the signals and the timing. And being a being a good follower, a good leader mm -hmm. in dancing, you have to be connected. And so, mm -hmm. for me now, it's like the universe is our dance partner, and and we can follow the signals and the timing, and and just create this beautiful piece of art, which is what dance is, mm -hmm. uh, out of our lives. So so that so that and then and then the whole rocket science thing. I actually have a rocket science philosophy that I apply to my coaching. Mm -hmm. So nothing was wasted. All the things I did, <laughs> even for the astronaut thing like it it's I still get to do it in in my even in my coaching life so it all yeah. all those pieces work together incredible so we now cover the barefoot dancing <laughs> <laughs> that's yep. yeah incredible <laughs> so much thing to unpack here I think my brain needs to co go away and digest everything <laughs> <laughs> awesome but it's cool it's it's so much I mean Listening to, to to your journey and you know, um, obviously how I, I, I just feel there's this red line, and I know I use the thin red line a lot um, when I talk about music and all that. But it's just when you talk about you know dancing is all about alignment and and then you know doing the it's it's to me it all comes kind of back to sound to music to energy. So for me that's all kind of related to music. So mm -hmm. it's just so amazing that. You can go from science to NASA to to running marathons. Everything is kind of sort of coming back to this movement, this energy, this sound, this vibration. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we think often enough how incredible that is. And yes. when we talk about music, a lot of people just talk about the top 20 in America or wherever you live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there's so much more to that than, than just that. Yes. So, Yes. I think this this Red. this chat here really hopefully opens mm -hmm. a lot of eyes and ears and the brain and the heart as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's it is about about vibration in essence and we are all just a vibrating energy. That's mm. that's what we are. And that's what sound is as well. So we are sound. Yes. <laughs> Let's throw that in the mix and let everyone just think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mic um, drop right <laughs> yeah we're just gonna leave you here for five minutes and then we'll come back no we're not <laughs> it's all good now you've you've experienced through your marathons all these different nature aspects i would assume mm -hmm. and i always find nature is such a great musician yes have you got a favorite part of what nature kind of plays up when you're out in nature or running a marathon? Have you got a favorite mm. one? 
That's tough. Be hard. I, so, so, so a couple <laughs> things just, just surfaced when you asked the question, I think, yeah. I mean, this might sound kind of generic, but they're the sounds that I just love, uh, the sound of birds, uh, mm -hmm. just all the, the different chirping and the sound of the wind and the sound of the waves. So I mm -hmm. love the sound of the ocean. Oh my gosh. Absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I have, I, I never really thought about the sound of the wind, but, but actually I've talked to my husband about this a few times. Uh, he, he loves the mountains and, and to him, the sound of the wind moving through the trees is like an ocean sound. And, and as, as we've talked about that, as, as I've noticed that in it, cause we, we live, we have a lot of trees around us. And, and so when I listen to it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually, that's, that's true. So I don't live by the ocean, but I do live by the wind and the trees. And mm -hmm. so, uh, so anyway, so those two sounds are really powerful. And then, and then yeah. the sound of the birds that just are, are just, you know, they just live their lives. You know, they're not stressed about the kind of stuff. Where, I mean, yes, they're in survival mode and they're trying to find worms for the babies and all this and building nests and all this kind of thing, but they're just out there singing their songs, singing the their thing. songs. There's music again. <laughs> uh, and, and that's, what they're here for you know mm -hmm. that's what they do and they don't question their purpose you know they no, I... they just sing and don't care who's listening you know and well hopefully there's you know a mate listening or whatever it is but but in any case the the point is they are just living in nature and so it's just it's a really cool reminder that all this stuff that we get stressed about is so irrelevant <laughs> you know? yeah so yeah. Uh, but yeah so i just like i just like hearing the natural sounds yeah. for sure one sound that um, I've come to love is um, my, I'm from Switzerland originally. Mm -hmm. Most people mm -hmm. who listen to the podcast oh. probably know this by now. Um, <laughs> but my grandparents, uh, they lived up in, in the Alps. And mm -hmm. oh, beautiful. when you have a thunderstorm in the Alps, yes. it's like a hundred times more intense from a sound perspective. So any mm -hmm. lightning, any thunder, because it's like mm -hmm. in a valley, and you have mm -hmm. water in the middle, mm -hmm. it just makes it so much more louder and intense. And it's just, for me, it's always a representation of how powerful Mother Nature is, and I'm mm -hmm. just in complete awe mm -hmm. of it. I think it's incredible. Yes, yes. Okay. That Yes, I love, I also love the sound of thunder. Uh, mm. uh, yes, it's, it is, and, and I've never been to the Alps or heard the thunderstorms there, but that would be really cool. I would love to experience that. That sounds yeah. amazing. It's it can be very scary because it is literally so loud sure. and echoes and stuff, but it's mm -hmm. it's just amazing the power behind mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. hopefully you can experience it one day. That'd be yes, cool. I love it. I love it. Yes. Yes. But yeah, lightning and thunder. That's uh, something I also love. Mm. And this just the sound of rain, actually. The sound of rain. Especially when you're snuggled up in bed or something and it's like early in the morning or late yes. at night and then you hear the sound of the rain. It's it's wonderful. I love that too. <laughs> oh, I, I do sometimes just put rain sound on mm. to either work or before I go to sleep. I just think it's such a beautiful sound. It is. Yeah. It is for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh God, we've covered some really <laughs> interesting and out there, literally out there topics and, and music related things we've um and i love the, the songs that you've mentioned as well i think they're so so fitting for your journey and what you're trying to achieve so thank you i do hope um whoever listens to to this interview goes and checks them out mm -hmm. and maybe add them to their playlist you know there know. you go there you go <laughs> now, sure. is there anything you want to share 
with the B-Sider community before we wrap this jamming session up or yeah, the floor's yours. Well, you know, I would I just say, you know, if you're interested in continuing the conversation, you know, find me, you can find me at my website, epiclifeactually.com. The premise is your epic life actually is rocket science. And <laughs> <laughs> and you can do it. So uh but but yeah, you know, sign up for my email list, follow me on social media. I my book is out there. I'm I, this year I, I have a lot of things coming, a lot of new things. Mm -hmm. um, but but really what I would absolutely leave you with is you were born to live an epic life and and there is a radiant soul within you just longing to shine. So let that soul out and because you are here to shine and mm. you get to shine just by being you. It's not about what you do, it's about being you. So just go out there and be yourself. Beautiful. Thank you, Melissa. That was wonderful. And that book that if if you're watching this episode, um, not just listening, there is a book in Melissa's background, which is the book that she's released. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a nice sort of table, coffee table size book. Um, mm -hmm. It looks like you've actually, was that somewhere like in Antarctica or somewhere? That or was in fact in Antarctica, yes. <laughs> I can tell you because you, it looks like you're wearing all the cold gear. So Yes. <laughs> yeah. So just to give you a bit of a visual um, for those who, who can't see the book, but it's, yeah. Yep. It looks cold, yep. but amazing. So, <laughs> <laughs> And like um, you said, Melissa, we'll put all your details in the episode description. So if anyone's interested in your book, in, you know, <laughs> your life, uh, any part of it or a bit of help as well all the details will be there um, for you to check out thank you thank you, thank you so much Birgit this is so much fun I really loved it <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming on. I loved it it was it was a really cool chat um, so a little bit different to, to to others that I've had but each of my interviews is obviously unique and that's what I love 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 about sure. it even though we talk about music which can be very general it's always very unique to each person mm -hmm. that I talk to. And that's yes. a blessing to be able to do that. It's beautiful. Thank you for pulling this together. It's a beautiful topic. Good for you for just launching into it. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm very grateful I'm able to do it. Awesome. Right. B-siders, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we're going to call it not a day or a night, wherever you are. Um, thanks for tuning in. Please. Um, yeah. Follow along the podcast if you haven't already and share it with anyone that you might think could enjoy this episode. Otherwise, we're going to say this is it. See you later, alligator. <laughs> and we're going to put the microphone on mute in a second. And I'll be back in your earbuds, as I always say, very, very soon. Until then, you all take care. Keep on dancing and keep on rocking. Um, yeah, until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.